Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. My co-host is Anthony McCormack. You'll hear from him in a second. It's another trailer autopsy today, originally published on my daily podcast bath time before we even knew what Movie Autopsy was. But here it is for you now, our trailer today, Mad Max Fury Road. Now we are talking the Mad Max Fury Road official theatrical trailer. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and not like a semi-trailer. <laughs> Get out. I I jest. I jest as I wipe a single tear from my eye, but of course <laughs> the Mad Max movies are so renowned for I mean there are two things going on. The first thing is that uh, the world is pretty much ended. It's over. It's it, it's post-apocalyptic. The second thing is that they love their cars. They, they love them cars. They can't get enough of it. It's vehicle pornography. It is. Mm. It- Which... Now, you were saying, we're trying to work out, between us, we've probably seen all of the Mad Max movies up until now. Yeah, between us. Between yeah. us. Uh, and, and, and I think, as Australians, mm. we are perhaps more qualified than, you know, your average American crowd uh, to offer an opinion on, uh, on what, well, I mean, it's, it's, would you say Ozploitation? Ozploitation, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. now that's an act, that's an established term. You didn't just make that up, then. No. Oh, would that I had such a creative. Yeah. Um. This. Well, this is. We can. Well, I don't know if this is going to be a big tangent, but I. Let's just pick pick apart ozploitation real quick. Yep. Or maybe for the whole episode, because <laughs> yeah, it comes from the probably the original exploitation is black exploitation, right? Yeah. And I don't. I never really understood. Like that means um, a shaft is considered black exploitation. Would that be yeah, right? Yeah. And then but, a whole lot of other kind of a lot of in the seventies kind of stuff was it? But see, I don't know. And and this is where I get murky. And because I'm I'm born after the big you know exploitation uh, trend, mm. if you will. And I don't know to what extent. I mean, shaft is a perfect example. How much shaft is like exploiting? Uh, uh, like black culture, or is he like an empowering kind of? You know, people that's what can I, look up to him. Yeah, that's what I'm confused about the term because obviously it's a portmanteau of exploitation and whatever. The, yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether it's it's the idea that they're exploiting the audience or the content. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are they exploiting? See, see, something like a Yahoo serious that would certainly be exploitation okay. in the sense that they are exploiting. Uh, Australia for uh, now. I um, is Yahoo series going back too far? <laughs> is the other question? That's an eternal you? question that yeah. we'll, we'll never. Is Yahoo serious? Just and you can put anything there in a question mark, and we we're like, I don't know. I remember the last movie he made, and it was quite a while ago, and it was called Mister Accident, and I was so excited about it because no one else was making Australian movies. On the the level that I mean, there was um oh, I I'm, I think I'm going to get her name wrong. I hope I don't. Nadia Tess, I want to say, mm. who was making these incredible Australian movies uh, about like inventions, and and one of the famous ones was the movie Malcolm with Colin Friels, mm. and it is it, the car that splits apart, and the two halves are driving, 
And it's just incredible. And you look at that and you say, well, I mean, I bought groceries with my pay packet this week. Nadia Tess is obviously buying all sorts of, you know, car parts and good, <laughs> you know, it's incredible what, what talented people can do to, to, to spin a buck. And, and this was Yahoo serious is that he put a lot of money into a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily <laughs> imagine right, right. to put your money into. So, Ausploitation... So, okay, so I did some really quick research. Okay. Because <laughs> yep. I, I was scared of being too naive about this. Uh, but uh, black exploitation, yeah, it wasn't a negative thing. It was just, yeah, the idea of let's create uh, black-focused movies for African-American community, mm-hmm. mostly like poorer neighborhoods, kind of represented ethnic slurs against white people, that kind of thing. Uh, and it became quite popular, but it actually started to push across, it became so popular, it pushed across racial lines. And then uh, other like mainstream, I guess what would have been mainstream movies started to incorporate in kind of more uh, like tropes and features of black exploitation. Well, that's so positive. I, I'm glad that we could provide that little, like, thank you, Wikipedia, yep. as a bit of a grounding. So then Ausploitation is the idea, would it, the, the idea for Ausploitation would be then for the American market, I guess, people wanted Australian content? Yeah. Australian stories? I mean, we had Crocodile Dundee in, now which way came first? Fury Road, I mean, not Fury Road, Mac, Mad Max. <laughs> We're both reaching for our IMD, <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> Just both of us. I, f- um, I feel like I want to say... Yeah, which one do you reckon came first? Mad Max? Or I want to say, Ma- I wanna say Mad Max, because the other thing, um, and this is the story I'm led to believe, is that Mad Max wasn't... It was a huge hit here, mm. but it wasn't until Mad Max 2 that they released it in the States, and they didn't actually release it as Mad Max 2. They released it as The Road Warrior. Right. So the, the American uh, people... I was about to say gentlemen, but also the ladies, if they're, yeah. like, you know, I'm sure there are ladies back then during that time period that liked cars and, and blowing people to the sky. Anyway, the American people didn't even know that this was a sequel, didn't know this was a number two. Right, it kind of lived on its own. Yeah. Who, of- who's this Mel Gibson that we're, <laughs> we're hearing about? All right, here's a bit of trivia for you then. This is just my own constructed trivia question. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so, I will tell you that, yes, Mad Max 1 was made before Crocodile Dundee. Uh-huh. How many Mad Max films were made and released before Crocodile Dundee was released? Oh, well, that's, that leads me to believe. The question it leads me to believe that it was more than one. Yeah, you're, well, you're metagaming here, but yeah, that's fine. I, 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 two, let's say two. All three. All three. 79, 81, 85. Crocodile D was 86. You're kidding me. Isn't that interesting? I always had it in my head that number three, because that's the one with Tina Turner. Mm. Um, I know, and- I'm looking at, because it, it'll list two, um, it'll list two actors on the, on the search results. So it says, Mad Max 1, Mel Gibson, Joanne Samuel. Mad Max 2, Mel Gibson, Bruce Spence, amazing Australian actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Mel Gibson, Tina Turner, what? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, How do you pull her for the third one? Like, that's... The third one is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. And I think it's off the bat of that second one, because uh, there's, there's... I mean, we can go into number one first. I have never seen number one. Right, whereas I, I have. Yeah. And it's the only one I've seen. I've seen everything except number one. Between us, we've seen all of the Mad Max. That's true. 
Um, so my experience with watching, and I was about to tell you this, uh, so, uh, and then we were like, let's just record the episode. So the first time I saw Mad Max, in fact, the only time I went and rented a DVD. Now what a DVD is, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a sort of a flat bit of metal kind of, maybe it's plastic. I mean, who even knows? And I it d- spins, you put it in kind of a machine and it spins in it. I don't understand. What has that got to do with the video that we're downloading? It, yeah. So, well, it's, it's kind of like before. So you actually, you went to a store. Um, a so, store. so what a store is, is yep. um, it's kind of like a, a lot of bricks put together and then you can go inside that and then purchase things. But I or just rent have my things. computer. I've just got right here. Why yeah, this I go was to before. A- well, they had computers there, but just to find out if within the store they had the DVD you wanted. Right. And the DVD, so that's a spinning thing. A spinning thing. It, you would spin and read. You would and watch it. You would, you would watch, watch it. it spin. No, you'd watch no. the, the you'd, you'd <laughs> watch the movie on the DVD. Right. Yeah. And uh you wouldn't you wouldn't purchase it and then keep it for as long as you like. You had to return it. Oh, this sounds very complicated. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I rented the DVD and uh I was like, well, I you know, I know intuitively, not intuitively, but I knew that this was a movie I should watch. I was like, an Australian fan of cinema, blah blah. Let's I've still got You know what the problem is these days like if you were born 20 years ago, to catch up on all the good cinema, it was easy. Like, yeah. There was like, you know, there was still a lot, but it wasn't that much. These days, like, I've, I envy, I don't envy, like, the people that, you know, say my kids or whatever. I'm going to have to show them so much television and movies just to catch up. And there's no excuse either. Like, once upon a time, you say, I'd never seen that movie. It's not showing anywhere. I guess I can't yeah. see that movie. Now, you have no excuse. Right. And that's no. how, it's like that thing of like, well, I guess I should watch Mad Max. But I, I think they, these days you actually surveyed people our age. How many people have actually watched all three Mad Maxes? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. Or even one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a, well, I, I know for me and, and, and my money, uh, number two, I'm pretty sure it was a media class or an English class, but I, we watched it. At some point during school, and I, th- I think it was less, okay, pay attention, gang, because we're yeah. going to be doing a test at this, after, at, at the end of this, and, and I think it was a bit, little bit more, they just got a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's great. Uh, we had a few of them, yeah, throughout. Uh, actually, can I just, just quickly, the best uh, filler thing we ever watched, so I had a... Uh, teacher called uh mr maxted shout out to mr maxted he was a former seminarian so he had been training to be a priest i don't know if he ever became a priest but then he became a catholic school teacher instead uh we had him for religion in year 11 and he said look i was training to be a priest i know this content i know how to teach it quickly and efficiently i'm just going to get through all of the syllabus and then we're just going to hang out for the rest of the (laughs) rest of the semester and i'm like yes yep and so we did that, and then we just watched movies and television shows that were vaguely related to God. We watched Bruce Almighty. We watched, like, just anything and everything, to the point where we ran out of anything that was even God-related that we could be bothered watching. And so he just came in one day, and we had a 40-minute period, and he's like, um, we're just going to watch the first 40 minutes of um, uh, of Wizard of Oz, um, but it's I've got it synced up with Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> 
my god, this sounds incredible. It was the best. And so for a whole religion class, we were just watching Dark Side of the Moon sunk up with he like had the media file that was like had the music embedded and he was just pointing out all the places where it where it all like syncs up. He's like, Look, she's walking on a on a gate there and he's talking about it on the gate side or whatever the you know the lyric is and then look it's side B and it's gone into colour and we're just like, This is the best. This is I I would like this religion teacher to be our new prime minister. <laughs> Mr. Baxter was great. He yeah. was quality. That's why I need to give him a shout out. Anyway, so we rented the DVD. Oh, I rented it. And just knowing, that's the thing. I was like, I don't know anything about this. I just know that as an Australian film fan, I need to go watch this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really know anything about it. So I, I read the, you know, the little synopsis on the back of the DVD. And it says, uh, you know, you know, whatever it is, um, post-apocalyptic Australia, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mad Max, his his best friend, his wife, and his baby are killed, and he goes and hunts them down, the killers. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's a really good setup for a film. <laughs> his entire family does, and he goes on a rampage of revenge. I, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah let's, yeah, let's see what happens next. That was the entire film. Oh. Oh, dear. Like, so they've, they've the, given it all they've away. They've given it all they? away. So I spent the entirety of watching Mad Max being like, all right, we've just get to the setup. <laughs> like, page 20, let's, like, set this up. And then, and I think it maybe is like, maybe they just don't kill the family till the end or something. I'm trying to remember now, because it was basically, I just watched the whole movie waiting for the thing to happen that my DVD sleeve had already told me. So, in conclusion, (laughs) this is why we should never have DVDs. Well, well, uh, certainly don't read the sleeves. Yeah. Uh, But uh, was it a tough watch? Um, Well, this is the thing. It was coloured by me waiting for the thing to happen. Was there a gigantic payoff at the end? When you got to the end, did you say, all right, I dig it? The the payoff was that the DVD ru- ruined the movie for me. Mm. I, you know, no, it's a, it was a really great film, but I, I need to watch it again. Okay, well, this is I I yeah. I want to hold you to this. Why? What made it great? Uh, I was just being po- positive. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is what I find about number two. No, I think and- it is. It's, no, I mean to be completely honest, I think it is probably a slower film. Yeah, but th- again, I don't know if that's coloured by my like. There's, expectation. There's something about. I had expectations going into two and and three. Um, there's something about them. They're such tough watches in the right. in the sense of, and and maybe if you're a vehicle nut, you know, you you get more out of it. I, that's what I think is going on. Like they keep mm. talking about this V8 interceptor, like it's you know God parts the clouds and says, "Hey Max, I got a car for you." It's incredible, like, you, it, it, you, you turn the key and the engine turns on and you push the accelerator and it goes faster and you, you put your foot on your brake and it... Uh, ser- <laughs> Seriously, you ain't never seen a car like this before. What's a car? <laughs> well, before we had segues... <laughs> but, I, uh, so, I mean, there's all that, but and there's also, like, the slightly kind of environmental... You're sm- smashing your own head against a brick wall because you're like, there's no gasoline left. How are we going to get around? Cars. 
<laughs> like, like even at this point, even post-apocalypse, they're still not working on renewable energy, which to me, like, you know, like, like uh, you're almost- That's why it's apocalyptic, clearly. You're almost waiting for, because it's always about the, the oil, the oil's about to run out, we, we've got a little bit of oil left, mm. this is the last place where there's oil- and it's like, can we fast forward like six years and tell that story when the oil's gone? <laughs> Sick of this oil. But um, but there's something they are tough watches, but there's something elementally good in the even the third one. And I I came into the third one. Uh, it was a friend who had bought. Uh, I believe it was a set. Or it was two and three together, and you know you get three free. Mm. You know they used to do that with. Um, what were you calling DVDs? David D's. David D's. David D's. I think I can't. It's, it's I always confuse yeah. how to pronounce. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It's confusing. David Davides. Davides. What was it? The V V H S. Verse. It's interesting. Oh, oh, and the, then then it was the the verse versus the better. Well, better, better, better. Yeah, it was the better tape. Isn't it All interesting? Isn't it interesting looking backwards with hindsight now? And mm. both VHS and DVD are both, you know, I mean, DVD's still around, but, you know, in a <laughs> kind of way. Um, isn't it interesting that between those two formats, the one where people said, let's, you know, make it really, really cheap and buy every single movie? Wasn't like the VHS one, but it was the DVD crystal clear, amazing picture, mm. stereo sound. <laughs> you know, you'll never have to buy this movie ever again. Isn't that ridiculous that that was cheaper than VHS? Or is it just me? What, the DVDs are cheaper than VHSs? In, in, I wasn't, I was not a VHS buying age. Well, that, so. well that's, that's what I'm talking about is that at, at the time when VHS was king and before DVD was invented, mm. no one bought VHSs. No. Like, you went around to someone's house, they would have, you know, 12 tapes that were, you know, from the supermarket that they tape things off Channel 7. We did buy, we did, although to be fair, there was these ads running for the Muppet Show, like every, like one yep. Christmas time. And we convinced mum and dad to get us the money. And it was like, you know, like the, they used to have the thing of buy one, you get three sent to you, and then you get one every month after that. Yep. We did that. We oh. got the Muppet Show on VHS. Yeah, well, there was always like three or four like store-bought tapes. <clears throat> yeah. And it was like, you know, the the most incredible. You had to really love something to buy yeah. it. I remember we had the, the rewritable. Oh, no, well, they were all rewritable, but then we had the... um. The the cleaner. Do you remember the cleaner yeah, VHS? Yeah. You put that in, and it would uh, it would clean the head, the head or whatever of the of the VHS recorder. Yeah. I forget. It's fading. Anyway, so they're giving Mad Max three away for free because <laughs> this you know this is the state that they've gotten to, and that it makes you feel like oh maybe Mad Max three isn't all that you know. And they they didn't make a four until now which is what we're talking about. This mm. is the trailer we're talking about. So you say, well, maybe, you know, they stopped it there because, you know, that was, you know, and and you start watching it and you go, oh, no, nah, they've, you know. Number two is where all the goodness is. Number three is a bit smelly. Mm. But then n- number three takes you somewhere, right? Because you're in Thunderdome and you're like, oh, this is the thing. It's called Beyond Thunderdome. And, and you get to Thunderdome and you say, well, here we are. 
But what you forget is that it's called Beyond What's Thunderdome. Thun- what is Thunderdome? Well, Thunderdome is like a system of justice. Oh. So if you have a grievance with someone, right? Uh, you basically go, the two of you go into Thunderdome, two go in, one comes one out. Comes out. And that's where that comes from. Ah. Yeah. Very good. So, and it's. Well, that's it's, a cultural impact. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it had an impact. I mean, it's probably, a, it's very um, sort of uh, Colosseum inspired, but the Colosseum wasn't for grievances, it was just for entertainment. What's really tremendous to me about, especially number three, is that instead of just doing one thing, like these movies did so many things. <laughs> Like, I, I, this sounds ridiculous to say, but it reminds me of uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And, and that, in, in, an, in and of itself, was inspired by a whole heap of, like, Sergio Leone movies. That it was less about the story of one character mm. and, and more about if you can imagine that character has their own, you know, Mad Max 1, where they tell their story and they become this incredible epic badass and then this this story that you're watching is like all of these characters, you know, coming into play. And and, and in the Once Upon a Time in Mexico, you've got uh, Johnny Depp as this corrupt CIA guy, and and he is is pulling the strings of Antonio Banderas, who is playing the same character as he played in Desperado, mm. and uh, which is the the mariachi, El Mariachi. Yep, uh, and and. And so it's kind of like he is a character and, and a force in and of himself, and and Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp, uh, and he's got his own story, and 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 it's like every every little piece of the puzzle that Johnny Depp is manipulating in the in this coup, it's a coup d'état that he's planning, mm. and and one little piece goes wrong, right? But Johnny Depp wasn't counting on the mariachi being the mariachi, mm. and that piece goes right. I don't know. You'll have to see the movie, I guess. But that that's what it feels like with number three is that you get this this Mel Gibson Mad Max character coming to town and Tina Turner plays, you know, this uh bureaucratic kind of matriarch mm. and, and she kind of you know, not to give anything away, but she uses him in a very you know, she, he's a pawn on her chessboard. Right, right, right. And and she uses him without realizing He's not just any old porn. He's Mad Max. He's mad, yeah. He's mad. Mm. He's Max. So we've got... Uh, this is really exciting. I, I've just, we've just watched... Um, and Yeah, I mean, go watch it if you haven't already. There's both the Comic-Con footage and the trailer, which there's a lot of crossover footage there, but there's some stuff that's exclusive to each. Um, it looks amazing. It really this, does. This trailer stuff, this, this footage for... Mad Max 4, Fury Road. Um, I love that... Uh, I'm pretty sure the first three were filmed in Australia. Um, and they ha- they intended fully to film the fourth one here. And then I think the drought broke. <laughs> and so the outback that they were going to film all of a sudden became this lush, like, green... They're like, we can't film here. So they had to go and film in <laughs> Nam- Namibia. Nam- Nam- Namibia? Is that how you say the... Isn't that wonderful? But, I mean, it looks gorgeous. It's It looks... Oh, it looks just amazing. It looks... So, like they tell, they talk about there's a shortage of water, and I feel thirsty watching <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's dust and it's fire, and the fire is like a a kind of fire you don't really see. Like that, isn't it incredible? In this day and age, 
how many explosions you see every single movie, every single trailer, every you watching a Visa commercial and there's a, an explosion, and yet they still manage to have a kind of flame in this trailer. Yeah, that it it feels. I mean, the hot is the hot. You know, so it feels hot. 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 Feels hot. Apparently, yeah, eighty percent of about eighty percent of the like effects. Yep. in the movie will be practical. Oh so my! So taking a bit of a Nolan kind of leaf out of the Nolan book. So we're going to see a lot of car chases and cra- I, I can't. I was trying to find it. I remember reading something about some epic car chase. Like they were going to have like a twenty minute car chase. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. But at that moment, we see a lot of car chase footage. In fact, that's pretty much most of what we see. To be honest, that's um. I mean, that's Mad Max. That seems to be yeah. the, you know, we're making a Mad Max movie. So I remember vaguely that there was a ex- ridiculously long car chase. So maybe it's even longer than 20 minutes. Maybe it's like 40 yeah. minutes. Who knows? That wouldn't surprise me because I feel like the first script discussion that they have is, okay, so it's a Mad Max movie. What are we going to do for the 20 minutes when we aren't racing cars? <laughs> right, right. Because that, um, that second one, all it was was, was Mad Max... And, and But this is the thing, he's called Mad Max. I've never seen him go really mad. Mm. I, Maybe this, he's just like a mad dog. Yeah. Well, I, I get expectations in my head as well, because there's the Lethal Weapon connection, but this is in hindsight, because Lethal Weapon is after mm. all three Mad Maxes, I think, mm. which is incredible. I can't even um, process that. But... Um, but Riggs, the Mel Gibson character in Lethal Weapon, is mad, like literally crazy. Yeah, yeah. Three Stooges. Whoop, 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 whoop. And, and that's. Zoidberg? <laughs> Zoidberg came from somewhere. But, oh. that, like, that's what I picture, like, you know, Max, we need your help driving this tanker through the desert. They're going to be. Uh, people everywhere, they're going to be trying to kill you, and the camera turns around, and Max just stand there. Like, that's what I want to see. But it, it never really quite happens. He's yeah. always, he seems like the sanest person. Right. And you've got people running around in G-strings with feathers on their head. You've got people, you know, speaking through megaphones that have, you know, in, in this trailer, in this new trailer for the new Mad Max, you've got the weird guy with the pale white, you know, and he's got a little mouth guard that's got teeth on it. Mm, the Nicholas Holt uh, character, I think, yeah. Oh, that's that's another character. Oh, you're thinking of another Nicholas, one, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of another one, yeah. Well, they, they, they're all cra- they're crazy, and you know. Yeah. And, and then you've got Ma- Max, who's supposed to be, in the title, mad. Mm. And, but he seems quite rational. You know what, though? I was just thinking about this. In terms of Tom Hardy, who is taking over the reins from Mel Gibson to play Mad Max, uh, I was just thinking about two of his previous roles, Bronson and Bane. It, like, evil characters, mm-hmm. but, like, weirdly, like, a calm sort of, you know what I mean? Like, there's an intelligence there. There's a... So yeah. it's kind of that, that boiling underneath kind of thing. Where there's yeah. a ferocity, there's a ferocity, 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 uh, there. So I, you know, I think that that's got to be. I think that's kind of the edge of Mad Max is that he's. It's like don't, don't, don't mess with me because I, you wouldn't like me when I'm mad. mad. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You feel cheated as an Australian. Uh, Number one, that they shoot it in Namibia. 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 Is that is that whereabouts would that be? I'm assuming uh, it's Africa. Yeah, it sounds. 
I, I like Tunisia is the first word that comes to my head, but that's because they always go there for Star Wars. It's right. like they can't find anywhere else in the entire world that's just a bit sandy. So, wow, we have to go all the way to Tunisia again. Uh, oh, okay. So, it's um, Namibia is south. Uh, oh, wow. Um, it's like southern southern Africa. So, it's actually just above South Africa, uh, bordered by Angola, Botswana, and South Africa. There you go. Wow. Um, do you feel cheated that, A, it's filmed not in Australia, B, Max... Is a, not an Australian. Yeah, British. Uh, Nicola, weirdly, Nicholas Holt, another British, where he clearly has like a bit of a British accent. Well, that's the thing. Do they have Australian accents in the Mad Max? I can't really remember. What I think is very cunning yeah. is that most of the talking is uh, Charlize Theron, and uh. she's doing the American accent. Yeah. And, and it's always like there's a little bit of Tom Hardy, and he's doing an Australian accent. As far as I can tell, he's doing a very good job. Mm. But it's always like literally her asking him, what is your name? You know, g- give me a couple of words of speech so we can decide whether we like how you speak or, or whether we hate it. And and just as he's about to answer, they cut to, like, you know, the title of this movie is Mad Max. Mad Max. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like they're teasing you with it. Right, right. But as well, it's like American audiences... They don't want them to know. They want them to be surprised. You know who I... And I'm kind of hoping that this is a turning new age in Australian accents. Because so we had Inglourious Bastards and that was just some terrible... Oh, yeah. Uh, who was it again? It was Quentin Tarantino and... Oh, was it an Australian... John, it was John Jarrett. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Now, but now, he, he had... Well, obviously his accent, but Quentin Tarantino just did the worst Australian accent ever. Um, Bloody... Oh, do you know oh, what you're man. talking about, Paul? But... Uh, saving, oh God, no, what am I trying to say? The Mary Poppins movie. What was it called again? The Mary Poppins. Oh, Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Colin Farrell in that did, have you seen Saving Mr. Banks? I, as long as you have no follow-up questions, I have, I've I've seen it. I think one of the best non-Australian, Australian accent, non-Australian actor accents. You know what? I I have, like, yeah, I'm like really Incredibly possible. I have to. I have to be one hundred percent honest with you, Paul. I haven't seen Saving Mr. Banks, mm. but I want to now to see that. It's really good. You're like, is that? I'm almost like, is that Colin Farrell? Is he doing what? I'll, I'll never forget um, Kano mm. from the first Mortal Kombat, and his name was Trevor Goddard, um, and he was a wonderful Kano, and I think he was in uh, a television series called Jag, but he spoke like this. The entire time. And it was only, um, it was very sad news. He passed away at a very early age. But it was only when he passed away that people started doing stories that he wasn't actually Australian. He was British. And I kind of double took at that. And I was like, wait, wait, hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who said he was Australian? And yeah. apparently, like, he'd put on his resume, I'm Australian. And this voice that he was doing the whole time. <laughs> was That's a- insane. I know. Um, but to go back to your earlier question, I... <laughs> can I get up? We can't let this go without mentioning John Paulson uh. in Mission Impossible 2. He doesn't have an excuse he is Australian. And, oh, does he do a terrible accent? Have you have you seen it recently? No, in the not last recently. G'day, Ethan Hunt. 
oh, bloody corker, Struth, Luther. Oh, hey. oh God. And you That's say. That's painful. And, like you say, there has to be something as a business decision, obviously, that they say, but why? Why, John? Mm. Why do this to yourself, to your country? <laughs> you know, know. Anyway, bless his heart. Uh, he knows what he's doing. But I mean, there's a, I, yeah, I don't feel, but I mean, I, they wanted to film it in Australia and they couldn't. So that's, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm well, well, that's like play this exercise then. Who would have played? I feel like Sam Worthington's the first name that comes to mind. Who could have played Mad Max? It's Australian. Like Hugh Jackman? No, not really. I um, feel like I'd want to make Tom Hardy an honorary Australian. Yeah. In the same way that. You know, if America wants to take Mel Gibson in in the wake of all of his, no, I'm you know, I I but I'd much rather be a British actor than an American actor. Yeah, I don't know. Why and that's and Tom funny. Hardy is very he's very good. He's very good. I, there was a Star Trek where it wasn't the best Star Trek in the world, but he was the best thing about it. And yet, you know, when you're watching a terrible movie, but there's a good actor in it, mm. and you say, you know, it happens a lot with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, where you just say, I hope you find something else. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you keep Uh, going. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it looks incredible. I just looking up, it's not shot in 3D, which is unfortunate. Um, Although I think it will be screened. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is that I was watching that trailer being like, I would watch that in 3D, but I kind of, as I'm kind of on principle, but also like, if it's not going to be shot in 3D, I kind of don't feel like I should be obliged in any way to see. As pretty, well as if yeah. 80% of the the uh, effects are practical. Because if it's in the computer, you can 3D-ize it later. Right, right. So they're kind of, you know, coming at it from all sorts of... Yeah, I don't... I would, I would love for someone to demonstrate how do you 3D a 2D image. Uh, I think that's, like, really blows my mind a little bit. I'm interested to see if this new Mad Max and and the I can't really tell from this trailer. The, this trailer seems to say this is the Mad Max that you've seen before, and we're bringing it modern. You know, we're doing all the cars, all that stuff. We're we're bringing in a tornado, which you've never seen before. Uh, I don't know, you know, if you like tornadoes, but we're bringing that in, and I think it's going to be fun. I think you'll enjoy that. <laughs> But at no, what I'm really interested in, because you you've talked about it, I've talked about it. You go in with certain expectations, and mm. it's always a good movie, a Mad Max movie. But you always leave where you know you haven't got candy, but you've got you know pumpkin pie, mm. and it's like vegetable. Oh come on, that's I didn't come here for nutrition. But the pumpkin is mm, it's sweet like candy, and you go. Oh, I guess it was good. It was yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if if it, they're gonna hit. I wonder what this new movie is going to be like. Mm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do you know uh, when in the year we're getting it? Uh, I in two, 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I say uh, <laughs> just quickly? You can. It's just interesting that we've talked about a lot of trailers in the last couple of weeks. But what is this usual for so many big trailers to be dropping all at the end of the year? I don't think so. It's weird. I don't it remember. Is. Maybe it's just I haven't been paying attention. But it's like. Within two or three weeks, yeah, just a uh, massive dump of 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 big. <laughs> uh, as well as that, this is the. Australian- I was just thinking of because Jurassic World as well, and there's that big poo joke. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Jurassic World. Oh, is it Star Wars? Jurassic World. Uh, Mad Max. Terminator. Terminator. Uh, yep. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, but just is, that alone in the space of two weeks in the huge. Australian summer, which is the American winter. You know, you're usually hanging out. It's usually the Australian winter that all the summer blockbusters are coming right, out. Right, right, right. And and so it's interesting to get to an Australian summer and suddenly have a flurry. Of, and it's not movies that are being released, you know, now, mm. but to be. There are a lot of people vying for our attention, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something about 2015. It's that- really, yeah, because 2014 was actually really paltry at the, yeah. at the box office. So it's kind of like they're saying, we don't care what you do in 2016, but just next year, we just come see this movie. That's yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah, and, and that movie too, I guess. But, but you've got to see this movie. <laughs> That was our trailer autopsy for Mad Max Fury Road uh, on Movie Autopsy today. You can tweet at us if you want. We're at Movie Autopsy on Twitter. How easy is that? Let us know if there's any trailers or movies or anything that you want us to cover. And chances are, we'll do it. Uh, hey, recommend us to a friend, your friends as well. If you, uh, your friends like uh, movies and uh, you got to see a film, say, that uh, we've done, that we've covered, um, let them know. Hey, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever apps on your smartphone that you use to listen to podcasts to. We're everywhere. Uh, The next episode will be our movie autopsy of The Hobbit, Battle of Five Armies. We'll see you then.